Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the 23rd episode of the Mostly Soccer Show. Today is September 11th at 7.14 p.m. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Info. Jimmy Info. We're here to deliver the Soccer 101 episode. It's a Soccer 101 for anyone who is soccerly challenged, any of your friends who are thinking about getting into the game, love the World Cup, had a little bit of the tingling for it. And speaking of having the tingling for it, we got someone here who is known for having the tingling for it, and his name is what? Bradley C. Hunt. What is the C? Clifford. Clifford. Big red like badass dog. Yeah, the big red dog. I love it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Brad Chad Hunt. <laughs> you could be a Brad Chad On Hunt. Saturday night, that's exactly who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Brad is uh, a good friend of ours. A day one from listening to the podcast. and uh, Great show. Oh, well, thank you. And we're on a roll well, with guests. Well, we're Back-to-back not... guest episodes. <laughs> yeah, Two guests. Uh, we're not here fishing for compliments, though, Brad, but thank you. <laughs> um, Five bucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, you can go now. All right. So you mentioned tingling, and I do want to say that I could feel it in my plums during the World Cup. I was very enthralled, and every four years, I actually watch soccer. But that's the issue. Every four years, you're watching soccer. No more frequently than that. Zero. But you love playing soccer. Only for the past summer, which... And I only play every four years during the World Cup. <laughs> Otherwise, I have no knowledge of it. And then I heard of Messi. I've heard of Ronaldo. But yep. man, the World Cup threw me for a loop with all these freaking hard-to-pronounce names. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, listening to your coverage of it was great. And uh, I'm not just trying to plug it. That was actually yeah. very helpful for me to understand who I wanted to bet on. <laughs> all, right. all right. So we've been used for the spreads. Yes. That's what um, was our goal all the way from the beginning. Yeah, we should have been a betting podcast. But realistically, we think Brad represents a good portion of people in America who really enjoy soccer when they watch the World Cup. But then after that, they just kind of are completely lost and they don't really know who they want to watch, how to watch it. Where? Where? where and, and that's why we're here to answer these questions. Because last time we talked to Brad, we were like, so Brad, are you going to watch the Premier League this year? And he said... I don't know who to watch, but I liked Mbappe. Is he playing the Premier League? And I, that's a common issue. Yeah, I've recently found out he plays in Paris, which yeah. is a big place. Um, I don't know who he could play against. I think that's just one team in Paris, but yeah, that's the France team, right? <laughs> so, so no. See, all right, let's let's take it from the top. Yeah. We'll so see. I think a good place to start is international, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with mostly the World Cup. It's probably the best place to start because I think. That's what got me into the sport originally. Mm-hmm. Probably the same for you, Michael. That I'm 2006 guessing. Italia oh, yeah. World Cup yes. win. Zidane headbutt. Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I, I watched that too. I even had the video game, which helped me also get into the World Cup. But again, that's yeah. as far as that, I got. I think that actually those are probably the two big things that get people into soccer is either the World Cup or the FIFA video game. Mm-hmm. Probably the two biggest things, at least in the US. Yeah. Or you and, have two friends start a podcast. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Show me the way. All right. So. Brad, who did you like from the World Cup? Who are your favorite players from the World Cup? Ooh. So I was rooting for Mexico, especially because the U.S. was out. 
Okay. Um, I can't remember any of the names on the guys, but there was one on a, a commercial with one of the guys, I think, mm. that I was feeling. Oh, the one the one with Donovan and yeah. Fabian. Yeah. Is he <laughs> still playing? Yeah, well, Donovan played no. for the U.S., yeah, honestly. Yeah, I knew and Donovan. Fabian played for Mexico, but he didn't really play that much. Oh. He was like, uh, I think he was on the bench most of their games. So I was rooting for them. I liked uh, the Sweden team. I was All loving right. what they were doing. D- couldn't name, again, couldn't name anybody. Neil Fosberg. Yeah, sure. Ring a bell? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And then I also rooted for England. Aside from that, I didn't have much stake in the game, especially with the U.S. Yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Any players that stick out to you other than Mbappe? So the Croatia guy who... Modric? Yeah. He looks like kind of like, a, like a, uh, a, a villain. A bridge. Yeah, yeah, he does villain. look like a vision. He's got that villain nose. <laughs> He's got that villain nose. But man, he had some heart. I loved him. Yep. Mbappe was a stud. Um, Lukaku, I remember from Belgium because I read an article. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was yeah. fucking awesome. About his upbringing, yeah. yeah pardon the French. Sorry to my French listeners. We swear on this podcast. Yeah, we have an explicit tag. We have, okay. We're hip. Don't worry about uh, it. <laughs> And then there was a guy, I don't remember his name, from England, who everyone was talking about win- winning the Golden Boot. Which... Harry Kane? Harry Kane. He yeah. says right. when he talks. Harry Kane, yeah. He's got a little lisp. Does he? Yeah. I didn't hear him. <laughs> Good for you. Because he doesn't try and talk much. He so just scores goals. That was the highlights to me. Uh, that Basically, I, I've got no other knowledge about it. I just watched for the entertainment because all the games were great. Yeah. The World Cup is... It, uh... it was a great World Cup to, to really get oh, into yeah. the sport. This was the best World Cup I remember in terms of... Upsets. The narrative and, and the yeah. upsets, it was fantastic. But as we were saying, I think that that's where a lot of people start with the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And then, one, I mean, did you find the tournament itself easy to follow in terms of the group stages and how they advance from there? Yes. I also understand that it seems like two years before they start playing qualifiers or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no idea of how these happen, when these happen. Apparently, did one of them happen at Gillette? Because I would have went if I knew that. Uh, a qualifier oh, they... happen. A lot of friendlies happen over the break. So, so friendlies, yeah. friendlies are literally just warm up games. You can think of them like that, like yeah. scrimmages. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes, like Messi will show up to a scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he did when we went to Gillette a few years ago. And that's awesome. Yeah. And that and that's the thing is so basically your team, each team, wherever your country is, there's different regions, which I think makes sense. So if you're, for example, if you're the U.S., you play other teams from North and Central America. So you're Mexico, okay. you're Canada, Jamaica. Every time? That's where you qualify. Every time you qualify out of that group of teams. So same with if you're in Europe, obviously they have, um, obviously it would be Germany, Italy, England, all of them will be in one group. Same thing in terms of South America, all one group. Yeah. So basically that's where you qualify out of. In terms of each region, there's a different set amount of teams that make it out. So, for example, I know CONCACAF, which is the region where the U.S. is, it was six teams that made it to the hex. And then I believe it was four teams made it out from there. And the U.S. was not one of those yeah. teams, unfortunately. So the U.S. has an easy qualifying road. Like, quote, right. I would think that. Yeah. Outside of Mexico and Costa Rica, and even Costa Rica didn't look that great this yeah. time when they made the World Cup. Um, are really the the U.S., Costa Rica, and Mexico the big three teams from the region, which is why it was such a surprise that they didn't qualify. Was it yeah. Panama that made it? Yeah, yeah. Panama. Did it, um, uh, who else made it? That was it. Mexico, right? Panama, Costa Rica, and Honduras. It wasn't. Honduras I feel like time, no, no. Do you need Honduras. four to make it? Yeah. Oh, so there must there was somebody else. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't believe I'm forgetting who it was. All right. Well, I'm no, pretty sure it was a team that I. Uh, 
berated at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, it was. It, who was it? It was someone that, yes. It might have been Panama. But regardless, um, that's why you'll see teams like Italy not make it sometimes. Like a big They have a harder conference, powerhouse. I presume. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Same thing with Chile. Chile was ranked one of the top 10 teams in FIFA. I think they were number five or something like that. They didn't make it. Because they so, were, I assume, with Argentina, Uruguay. Yep. Uh, They're in that group. It was Honduras, by the way. It was? Yes. Uh, well, they stink anyway. So. <laughs> Easily forgettable. USA should have made it over them. Uh, but we lost to Trinidad and Tobago. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving yeah. on. So, so the World Cup, I think, is the easiest thing for new soccer fans to get into just because the way it's set up to. The groups, do the groups confuse you at all? Four teams. It sounds like they just kind of mix and match them because you don't want to play the same qualifiers, so you just mix and match. Yeah. That's easy enough. And then it's just a tournament from there. I think where it gets confusing is, um, you know, well, I know there's the Premier League. That's the most advertised, well-known in where at least where I live. Mm -hmm. So I'm aware of some of the Premier League teams. I don't understand how big it actually is. If it's set up like the NFL where you have conferences that play – or okay. you know, compare it to the NFL, that would be easiest for me as a, an American. Okay, so you want me to take this, Jimmy? Hey, you can run with it, yeah. Okay, and I'll so, jump in. I'll interject if I see something. That yeah. I have to say. So basically, the beef that a lot of people have with soccer around the world is, um, I'd probably say the three points, the one point for a tie, and then no points for a loss. And the only league in the world that I know of, at least, that does a playoff system and has conferences in soccer is the MLS, which is the USA Soccer League. So looking at the MLS, it's easy to get confused when you watch international soccer because the MLS breaks it down very differently. Um, so I guess we should probably start with the MLS and then go to the Premier League. Okay. Um, so compared to the NFL, the MLS is kind of set up a very similar way. It's isn't set it? up in the same way where they're franchises, um, just the same way that the NFL teams are. Um, it's a similar system where the highest it is the soccer system of three points for a win, one point for a draw. But at the end of this regular season, the teams with the most points do go into a playoff system, which is the same setup that you'd get regularly. You know, NBA, NFL, NFL, NBA, yeah. etc. And you play to win. And yeah, exactly. Yep. They, so they do play a home and away leg, which we'll get into when we talk about the Champions League as well. It's the same thing. It's two games because it would be unfair to one team to be home. For the way that soccer set up, it's not going to be that way. So they do one leg home, one away. You play the two games. Most goals out of those two games advances. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiebreaker is away goals. Yeah, away um, goals count for more. Sometimes yeah. that's confusing. So to if people. both teams score, say the first game is three one to the the New England, England Reds. Reds, and then the second game they lose one to three to the Red Bulls, but the Revs scored their three goals. When they were playing in New York, they would go through because they scored away, more away goals. That's just a tiebreaker system. It's That's what the general system in most soccer leagues that mm-hmm. have a knockout stages use. Okay. Um, it's just it, so that you don't have to go into overtime play another game. Exactly. Basically. And it's also designed so that the, the teams, the away teams, have a reason to attack and don't just play defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That, that's essentially so that would be the same in other soccer leagues that I would see around the world. Okay. When they have knockout tournaments, yeah, in knockout tournaments. Okay. So, so we're going to get into yeah. the leagues for most countries operate differently than the MLS in a sense that they don't have playoffs. Yeah. Um, and another thing that the MLS doesn't have, which I personally think is a big problem, is they don't have a promotion relegation system. Mm-hmm. So do you understand that at all? Never heard those that... words. <laughs> okay. So basically what it is for every league 
outside of the U.S., again, outside of knockout tournaments, is a promotion relegation system, which means the bottom three teams, so the teams who have the least points at the end of the season, they go down to a lower league. And then the top three teams from that lower league come up. I can't imagine that the U.S. has enough clubs to be able to do that. But they do. That's the thing. They, they, they kind of do, They do. They? Yeah, there was actually, there was leagues under the... They're not in the MLS, they're in the it's USL, USL, which is the United league. Soccer League. But the issue is, again, because the MLS is set up like the NFL, where their franchises money. There, yeah, it's money. It's a money thing. Whereas there, you buy to be an MLS team in the US. Whereas in the other countries, you're these teams have existed mainly for a long period of time already. You're not creating new teams. So you're just buying that team in whatever league they're in, and you if you can advance up, then you advance up. All right, question. Mm-hmm. So I understand that then. In the promotion relegation system, I, I understood. I always understood that. I didn't know the name for it, but was in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that akin to MLB where there's, you know, minor league, only the minor league can eventually become the major league teams, like if they're good enough. Is that what I would imagine it to be? Like it, you have a major league team, you have a minor league team, mm-hmm. and they can swip, switch depending on how many wins they have or something. Is that true? No, no, I'm he's saying, saying oh, that's, oh, yes, yes, that, yes, that's, yes. that's the hypothetical. That's a perfect, exactly. that's a perfect yeah. example of that. Okay. Yep. But, it, it, the only difference being that the the teams in the lower leagues are not owned by the by teams the, in the higher by league. the higher teams. Ah, Whereas, right. like yes. the like you know the Paw Sox are owned by the Red Sox here. It's it's okay. That's yeah. the only difference. Okay. That's yeah. a very nice way to that's put it. That's a good analogy, essentially, because that is what it is. So it gives you motivation to succeed if you're a lower league team because you can climb up the ladder you could start as a semi-professional team and make your way all the way up yeah and it also gives you uh, a punishment to the teams that so bad badly (laughs) and and obviously when you're talking the level of the premier league and other leagues in other countries it's a big financial incentive to stay in that league as opposed to get demoted yeah okay so let's move to the premier league then how many uh, like teams overall are there in these multiple leagues? Is it just like fifty or just giant league? General generally, it's twenty. Yeah, it's twenty. So the Premier League is twenty teams, but um, what with the under leagues as well? Like, are there oh, multiple layers of under leagues? Yes. Oh, uh, there's so it's just massive. I think yeah. there's like ten leagues of the, English yeah, semi-professional. Exactly. Football. So generally, the the full professional leagues in England is four leagues. There's a Premier League. There's a Championship under it, and then there's called League One and League Two. So all those four tiers are all fully professional teams, meaning that all the players have to be fully contracted to that team. Um, and so you could start at so if, for example, if you were to buy a team in League Two, you can get that team promoted to the Premier League eventually. But there's always going to be twenty teams in the Premier League. Okay, and now obviously the teams in the Premier League presumably have more money, pay for better players, but there's nothing that's stopping somebody who's loaded from buying one of these exactly. And that's tier what happens two teams a lot of the times. And and saying, hey, I'm going to pay some studs to come and we're going to move up and mm-hmm. become one. That's, Hence, for example, Wolves. Wolves are Fulham. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars owns Fulham, who has just been promoted to the Premier League. You oh, that that's, that's pretty guy. cool. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what he looks <laughs> like, but I, I like him already if he's got a handlebar. Yeah, yes. so he owns the Jags and he owns Fulham. I appreciate that. He did the same thing in NFL, basically, because the Jags yeah. are pretty... Uh, he brought him up. Yeah, they were pretty low. Yeah, that's what money can do, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I think his question was, are there 20 teams in the championship? Um, there's actually more teams in the championship. Yeah. So, there's that depends on the league. There, there can be give or take. But, again, there's a set amount of teams. 
and there's always going to be promotion and relegation each year. Okay, and so you play once you are locked in in one league, you play a season, and then the bottom three teams will be demoted. The top yep. three teams from one league will move to the next Correct. above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, and that's also fairly easy to understand. Yeah. So, what's the playoff situation in the Premier League, and how do you win that? So, so do you want me to go yeah, ahead? Go ahead. Sorry, go I feel it. like I'm taking all yeah. these. No, go take it. Um, so there isn't a playoff system in the Premier League, and that's a problem for a lot of Americans. But personally, I think Jimmy would agree too that they play 38 games or 38, 39 games, 38 games, and basically every game counts. So if you were to drop points. Uh, pretty much at any time in the season. That's why like, I was in a full-blown panic after Arsenal <laughs> lost their first two games because you fall behind in the table. And to win the league, it's whoever has the most points at the end of the season. So pretty much whoever wins the most is pretty right, self-explanatory. because they get three points exactly. for a win. Exactly. Yeah, it's yep. a table system. As opposed to being a playoff structure, it's a table. So at the end of the year, whoever has the most points, that's who wins the league. I hate to say that seems anticlimactic, but... Um, well, so there's no like two the two best teams they may go head to head throughout the season but it may not be when all the marbles are on the table correct exactly. yeah you play every team in the league twice home and away every single yeah. team so that's the thing whereas I agree with you it can be it can be anticlimactic but basically it like Michael said it means every game counts so you could end up playing for example if you think that for example if you think Chelsea Michael, for example, thinks Chelsea, I think, is the best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And he probably thinks City's the second best team. Yep. So they, I'm not sure the date they're playing. It could be in October. It could be in January. Mm-hmm. Whenever they play those games, that might that will be a massive game. So it just changes the structure. So, yeah, the massive games may not always be the last game of the year. But it doesn't take away them still being really, really Right. Important. The magnitude is still yeah. there because you pick up three points on the best and team. And the other that's, person loses three. And you three. stop them from getting yeah. any. That's so, so it's basically a six-point swing. Right. So towards the end of the season, you'll hear a lot of like the uh, the pundits and the commentators say, this is a six-point swinger. Yeah. So Okay. So that's, yeah, I get that now. That, but, that makes a lot more sense. But to, to your point, it does sometimes become anticlimactic. Like last year, Jimmy's team, Manchester City, ran away with the title far and away. And we everyone pretty much knew that they were going to win – the Premier League, what, in January? Yeah, by by the beginning of February, it was pretty much already over. As long as they just kind of maintained what decent they were doing, form, yeah. they, would, they would win. They won it with six games left. So, yeah. it. But again, sometimes, for example, the Aguero goal, which we'll have to show you. Yeah, um, it can come down create, to the last it day. It can come down to the very last goal of the season because the tiebreaker, too, if teams are tied on points, is goals scored. Not yeah. well, goal away difference, for, excuse me, goal difference. Goals scored so, away? No. no, no, no. Go, just goal difference. So if you your team has 20, you've scored 60 goals more than you've allowed, and the other team scored 61 more than they allowed, they would win over you even though you have the same ah, points. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's what it came points down forced. to just yes. you know, oh, five, six yeah. years ago. So running off that, um, thinking that it doesn't matter at the end of the season, so even if there is a winner like City who ran far and away, the teams below that are usually very close. And last year is a good example in the Premier League, and they were all very close. And it matters to finish top four because that gives you a Champions League spot. And Don't that, know anything about the Champions that League. That leads us into our next topic. Let's hear about this. So Champions League. You know what, Jimmy? Why don't you take this? Yeah. I've been hogging I, I want to take a little step back with this when we get to okay. Champions League. So in addition to the Premier League, each country essentially has their own league. Most and there's essentially four or five leagues, I would say. Underneath those leagues yeah. for the most part. And there's 
there's a group of leagues which are considered the best leagues. So the Premier League in England, the Bundesliga in Germany, Serie A in Italy, um, La Liga in Spain, and to a lesser extent, League One in France are considered. That's the, not fair. That is, it is fair. Mm. The the average team in League One can't compete with the average team in the other four leagues. If you ask me, quick question. Okay. Quick question. Are those leagues, for all intents and purposes, set up the same as far as grid scoring, yes. po- points, yep. and all that stuff mm-hmm. to get to your exactly top winner? Yep. Exactly okay. the same. They're all set up exact, exactly the same. Okay. The only difference is the number of teams. For example, in Germany and I believe in France, it's 18 teams and not 20. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Whereas small difference. England, Italy, and uh, Spain all have 20 teams. Okay. So there's, a, that, there's little differences, but it is all essentially set up the same way. Into where Michael was saying this Champions League competition, they all have a set number of teams. Usually, it's the top four that make it into the Champions League, which is to crown the champion of Europe. So that is, in many extents, the the real trophy that everybody wants. It's the best of the best. It's because it's all the top teams. So you're looking at your best teams in England, Spain, Italy, all competing for one trophy. Is that different than the Europe Cup? Europa Cup, yes. Europa Cup? Yeah. So it's the same idea. So basically, the Champions League is the top four teams from every Each league club. in Europe. Yeah. It is every league in Europe. Well, it? it's a top four from the big leagues, and then it's usually the, just a champion of the smaller leagues. Okay. It's like the champion of Sweden, the champion of the Netherlands. Sweden. <laughs> They'll be in it, but they're not their top four teams just because yeah. th- those leagues are not as deep. Okay. So from there... The 5th, 6th, and sometimes 7th place team, I believe, depends what league it is, will enter the Europa League. So it's this, basically a secondary Champions League. So if you can't make it to the Champions League, you can go to the Europa League. And it's set up the same exact way as the Champions League in terms of being a knockout tournament, having the group stages. But the winner of the Europa League gets an automatic bid to the Champions League next year. What? Yeah. That seems ridiculous. But, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> So, just to step back then, the Europa League is the under-league to the Champions League. Exactly. And Euro- the play- this is set up more like the World Cup than it is... Exactly. Both of them are. Yeah, both tournaments are set up with group stages, and the top two teams from each group go into knockout stages. Exact same setup as the World Cup for both competitions. Yeah. I could see that getting exciting. Yeah. So, this is, this is the, the premier competition. I don't understand the whole idea of your team came in sixth in the France League and then mm-hmm. the next thing you know you win the Europa Cup so you're automatically in the Champions League yeah. next year the reason for that is because more you, incentive it's an incentive yeah. for that competition and usually at the end of the day the teams that it comes down to tend to be large teams that maybe had an off year or also once the group stage is done for the Champions League obviously the top two teams from the group go through the third place team in the group drops into the Europa League. So last year, the team that won the Europa League was a Champions League team that finished third in their group. So it becomes, it makes the competition more competitive. So they're both very competitive competitions. Both are well-respected trophies. Obviously, like we said, the Champions League trophy is a trophy you want to win that most players, for example, when they're choosing which club they're going to sign with, tend to go for teams that are playing in the Champions League. League so that they have a chance to win it. Because, you know, that's the most money, the most glory, everything that comes along with it. Okay, so now my next question is, when are these seasons? Like, when is soccer season? When does it start? Mm-hmm. When does the Premier League, League One, 
uh, when do these seasons end and when does the championship league run? I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all fair questions. So the Premier League starts mid-August, mid to late August. It feels like it starts a little bit earlier every year. <laughs> now that we get say. like more viewership in the USA, it seems like it's starting earlier. Um, so basically mid to late August for the Premier League and every other big league in Europe. And they end... In May. In May. Yeah. Yep. And then the Champions League runs from when? It runs from September to June. The, the finals in the beginning of June. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you said August to May? August to May, yeah. Yes. And the finals of the Champions League are when? The finals in June. In so June. the Champions League runs they concurrently with the league. So this is where it can be confusing. Yeah. So here's why it's confusing. <laughs> so your Champions League team, when we said the top four teams, it's from the previous season. Oh. So the Champions oh, yeah. League is made up of the top four teams from last season. So you have players that may have switched teams coming exactly. back to play for the other team. No, they don't. No, you play well, for your new team. You would, yeah. So oh no, 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 no. Whoever you're yes. contracted to. So for example, if you play for a team that finished 15th in the league that season, but you move to Chelsea or well, Chelsea's not there this year. Uh-huh. Bad example. You move to Tottenham, and they're in Hot the Spurs? Champions League. <laughs> yeah, I know the Hotspurs. <laughs> uh-huh. You move there, you would play in the Champions League that season. So it's whatever so team it's, you're currently in. Yes. What? Why does that confuse you? No, it doesn't confuse me. It outrages me because the people who brought you there may not contribute to your winning a championship and they may not get credit for it. Uh, I guess so. That's true. I, I, that I is guess, true. but it's like if you get traded from it's a new season. the Browns to the Patriots, it's like, what, what does that matter? Well, the idea is like if you're – it's not trading though. You're, you're, it's mean, if you leave during free season. agency, that's one thing. You know, He's well, saying because it's a different season. It, it, yeah, it's just like you played for a team – you maybe did very well. Yeah. You are rewarded with going to the Champions League. But then the next thing you know, you want 20 mil, and they're like, hey, I'll give you 10. Yeah. And they, and then you say, kick rocks. And, <laughs> you switch up. Yeah, and you switch out. You go get your money, but you ain't going to the Champions League anymore. I don't know. I just, that hurts me as a competitor. Yeah. But uh, I can see that. I mean, and also, what if like one of the teams that makes it goes out and gets some studs just to try to... Would they go out to get studs to that's try to win do. the Champions that's League? What that's do. what they do. So that's the thing. Making the Champions League a big part of it is the financial benefit you get of being in the Champions League. So if you're a team, for example, um, Leicester City, which won the Premier League a few years back now, which was this 5,001 underdog that won it, their biggest benefit to them when, outside of winning the league was that they made the Champions League the next season, which is something they've never done in their history. It brought in an additional, I think it was sixty or seventy million dollars that they don't get on the average season. So that let them go out and buy players they regularly wouldn't be able to afford. Yeah. Did they do that? They did. Yeah. Like anybody I might know from the World Cup? Uh, no. So this was a couple mm-hmm. years back. So um, Vardy, who was on England, was is one of their players. Actually, Golo Kante was on their team. So from France, for France, the the midfielder, defensive midfielder, who was. One of the best players at the World Cup. Um, he actually played for that Leicester City team, but they actually lost him to Chelsea, which is again. Yeah, so that's where, something that you don't like. Yeah. He switched up. Yeah. Wait, wait. Did, he played for the Leicester City team that brought them to the Champions League. Yes, yes. And then he didn't play for Leicester City during in the Champions League, correct? Because oh. he had left. Yeah. He Fucking traitor. <laughs> yeah, that is something that happens in soccer because it's a different leagues in different countries. You buy players to your team. So if Michael has a player I like and he's in Spain and I'm in England, 
I give him money to bring that player to my team. And this happens every single time. year. Yeah. Can, can you think all... of some high-profile ones that happened to, like, to change the course of the Champions League? That or... um, Probably Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. leaving Real this, Madrid. This year it's going to be Cristiano. Years past, probably Neymar from yeah. Barcelona. He went to PSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mbappe yeah. even. Mbappe played for... Will be. He will be one who will example. change it. He'll be the next one that changes it. Right now he's at PSG. But before um, that, he played for Monaco, exactly. and when Monaco, who's another team in France, went on a fantastic run in the Champions League, he basically brought them there with, obviously, the help of his team, but he was one of the big stars, and then he switched up to their biggest rival in France. So, yeah. Man, it's a dog-eat-dog <laughs> yeah. world. It really is. is. They're it, all trying to get their money. That's the thing. It's, it's a very uh, – there's a lot of money thrown around. Players yeah. cost a lot. But yeah. again, like, for example, Real Madrid's won the Champions League the last three years. Which is in insane. Row, which is unheard of. They won it three and years. Cristiano in a row. has been there. He's been the main reason that they've done it, and now he's left. In Juventus, the reason why they bought him, because they've won their league six or seven years in a row now, mm-hmm. but they've never won. It, they haven't won the Champions League. So they bought him in hopes that he takes them to that next level. Because they so they've it. been going to the Champions League six Every or seven season, years, yeah, and they don't win it, and they haven't won it. They made the final twice, two and lost. Okay, and is Real Madrid fucked? No, no, That's, not by any yeah, means. No. There, I do think that they will not win the Champions League this year because yeah. they they ne- they didn't replace Ronaldo, which was shocking for Real Madrid because this is a team that has a history of throwing out money. Pretty much everybody thought it was a done deal that either Neymar or Mbappe was going there when they sold Ronaldo, but PSG, the team that owns them, held on held on to both of them. Yeah. Surprisingly, I would say. Are these players oftentimes just following the biggest paycheck, or do they hmm. try to get the victory, do you think? Or is it a little bit of both? It, it, it's both, it's I'd both. say. Because they almost go hand in hand, because the biggest paycheck usually comes <laughs> from the teams that is most likely to win it. Yeah. So, for example, your Real Madrid, your Barcelona, your United, PSG. PSG, City, pay the most money. Because they can afford it because of the fact that they're in these competitions year after year after year. Mm. So it, the players, I mean, you don't see a player take a massive amount. Sometimes you do. Well, if they're going I guess to China. China. So that's been something that's been going on lately is teams in China, Saudi Arabia even, uh, even the U.S. to an extent and with MLS will pay certain players more than they'd get somewhere else. And if they don't care about winning, because there are certain people who they value money over it. Yeah. We'll take that paycheck and go play in China. Yeah. I thought a, I thought somebody in China tried to buy one of the clubs in the Premier League. Is my wrong in that or is it the No, other that way? happens too. That happens too, yeah. Okay. I mean, if we had enough money, we could buy a Premier League club. Yeah. yeah. Just like we could buy an NFL yeah. team. Do you want a pool? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can start like a, a GoFundMe go or something. <laughs> so mostly soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly soccer <laughs> FC. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that actually, for example, my, my team, Man City's owned by one of the sheiks from uh, Abu Dhabi. So got that oil money, yeah, baby. The oil money. <laughs> That's what's paying for the transfer, baby. I really want to be called the sheik. The sheik. <laughs> Brad Chad sheik hunt. <laughs> sheik hunt. Sheik hunt. Don't talk about my mom like that. <laughs> um. So from there, where else can we go from there? So. Did we get the Champions League down for yeah, you? Yeah, no, I got that. And it's. I, I think it would be pretty cool to watch the Champions League. I dislike that it's concurrent or partially overlapping, but I guess that it is. Isn't there something that's every two years or something? The Euro. Yeah. So that's another international tournament. Actually, pardon me, it's not 
international per se because it's only teams from Europe. Hence, it's called the Euro. Yeah, but it's essentially the World Cup for for Europe only, which is probably also still pretty important. Yeah, yeah, that's probably this that as well as the um, what is the what is the South American Championship called? I'm blanking on the name. The South. Oh, the Gold Cup. No, not not the the Gold Cup. The the USA's won that. That's not a Copa America. So the Copa America. Copa America is not that big. Yeah, either. Copa America is big. If you're down there, I bet, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say if you're down there, Chile. I bet it is. Yeah. Uh, the Copa so. America and the Euro are the two biggest competitions outside of the World Cup, and they are on the two-year cycle. Okay. And we don't participate in any of that because we no. do. We we participate in the Gold Cup. We participate in the Copa America occasionally. That's yeah. only a rare. It's a rare invite. So like they had a hundred anniversary one, which was actually held here. In the That's US what it was. That. It wasn't yeah. a friendly when we saw Messi was playing in the Copa America. Centenario. So I guess it does matter. That's pardon <laughs> yes. me, all you South American lovers. Yes. So those are the two <laughs> big competitions. But the U.S. does have their own competition called the Gold Cup, which is just it's smaller because it's your best teams are U.S. Mexico. Okay. The best two teams in it. So almost like you're expected to win it if you're the U.S. Yeah. Whereas for the Euros and for the Copa America, there's more competition because you have some really big teams in there. Not, yeah. not to mention, so those are but those are country teams. They're not country teams. Uh, yeah, they're yep. all country teams. Okay. And those are it is every. Let me explain to you. It is every four years, not every two years. But it's but it falls off between the World Cup. Is that the same thing with the Europe? Yeah. So all those competitions. So for example, if the World Cup was this year, which it was 2018, the Euros will be in 2020. Oh. Yeah. I, here I was thinking it was every two years. <laughs> that was a good little piece of information. Yeah. So we covered, I'm pretty sure we covered the major, the major grounds. Mm-hmm. But another thing that also runs along with the leagues. Are you going to go to the cups? The league cups. <laughs> oh boy. Another layer so this to is, add on to this mess of yeah. soccer. This is why it can be Onions. confusing. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming at first. But the good thing is once you get into it and you start to kind of sink your teeth into it. They don't play enough. <laughs> That's the, they don't play it up, but there's also I find that hard to believe. <laughs> it's also great that there's so many competitions because it gives you something to always be watching, and it also these smaller cup competitions, which Michael's going to get into, gives smaller teams a chance to win trophies. Yeah. Whereas if you're, for example, a Burnley, yeah, and, which is a team in the Premier League, you're never going most likely. I won't say never, <laughs> but you're most likely not yeah. going to win the league, and you're most likely never going to be in the Champions League. So these are competitions that give you a chance to win a trophy and have some glory. Yeah. So go ahead. So I think the biggest one to start off with sticking in England is the FA Cup. Have you heard of the FA Cup? No. So it's the Football Association's Cup. It doesn't really make a difference. Um, what it is, it's, it's a cup for all of the English teams. So I don't know how far down it goes. That goes the just... FA Cup goes all the way through. Okay. So the League Cup's only the top four leagues. But the FA Cup, you can it starts with semi-professional teams. Yeah. So, realistically, semi-professional teams, and they pretty much almost always do, um, probably down to League 4, I mean League 2. Um, like an Arsenal could play a League 2 team, which is the fourth division of English soccer. And they get smoked. Uh, sometimes. We had some pretty yeah. Cinderella stories these yeah. past few seasons. Yeah. I City, can't think of any City lost to Wigan of. from League 1. Yeah, so... Two divisions they, down, the champion of England lost to yeah. a team from the third division. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's possible. These league cups present an opportunity for everyone associated with English football to get involved and potentially win a big trophy. And they run in a they run in a knockout tournament. I don't think they, they do the yeah, groups do. at all. It is it is a knockout tournament, strictly knockout. Um, 
For some rounds, which this is getting into the weeds a little bit. <sighs> some rounds, if you draw, you just replay. But after, I think it's after like the fourth or fifth round, it's just you play extra time until someone wins and eventually PKs if there's no winner. So is the uh, I guess you you got me a little bit. I may have um, missed something, but so this is uh, one of these leagues that you're discussing is basically a tournament within a country. Yep, exactly. It's exactly it what is. it is. Okay. And pretty much every country has these tournaments. Yep. And these are what I would call like the second tier trophy. So the biggest trophy in each country is whatever the highest league in that country winning that league. Right. And then the second biggest thing you can win is the cup competition for that country. Yeah. Okay. Are those annual or? Yes. They yeah, play every year. Yep. So think of it as winning the league and then winning the league cup. Okay. So the two tiers. But don't don't stop there because there's a third tier. Oh, but go ahead. You look like you have Sometimes. a question. Sometimes. Well, Sometimes. It's just, I mean, this sounds like way too many games to be physically possible. So, I mean, how often are these teams playing? Is this like a baseball schedule? They play 160 games? <laughs> Not quite baseball. No. Um, Thank God. So your top teams, your top four teams that are in the Champions League, they'll be playing pretty much twice a week throughout the season once these competitions start. Now, they don't start at the beginning of the year. They start around mid-September to October. Yep. And from then on, you can plan to be playing two games a week minimum pretty much. Because at some point, when you get to near January in England, the teams will be playing three games a week at one point. Yeah, they, they do have pretty intense it, There's a lot of games, which but, is why it's important to have a big squad exactly. to rotate players. That's what I was just going to say. It's important to have depth. Yeah. And that's um, a lot of the big teams. Like if they're playing like a team from the fourth tier of English football in the FA Cup, they'll just play their kids. Yeah. And the kids are usually good enough to beat these teams. Yeah. So... Yeah, so when he says the kids would be each the big teams usually have youth teams, obviously. So they'll, so they'll like especially the big teams. Yeah, they have academies where they'll start kids from like six years old and they train them through. And in these competitions, because you want to rest your main players, because you might not value this competition, they'll play sixteen year olds through twenty two year olds yeah. who may you know are not part of the main team, but it gives them a chance to play. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And players will break through. There's plenty of players who like. They'll, yeah, a lot of information. Is that where? Oh, what's the kid's name that played in America who, who was like 13 when he was becoming a star? Freddie Adu. Yeah, Adu. I was gonna oh, say a die, but I was like, that's a football player. Damn it. Freddie Adu. I don't even know what happened to Freddie Adu. So much hope. Talk about a fall off yeah. from a cliff. <laughs> Shout out to Freddie Adu. Yeah. Right. Oh shit. <laughs> Freddie Adu is yeah, definitely. That's someone to this. we should get on the podcast. <laughs> Freddie Adu. Oh good lord. We should get him on the field is what we should do. Yeah. Probably find him in Providence somewhere begging for change <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a lot to take in. But what I think would be a good exercise, I want you to explain what you learned to us today, Brad. Just a short synopsis. So you get the World Cup. I don't know if we need to explain the World no, Cup. No, I, I tell you what, I learned a lot about um, the Europe setup, which I think is probably the most important to understanding Soccer world, in general. Yeah. World soccer. So I had no idea that there was no other playoff. I didn't understand that each team had its own leagues. Um, and it's, I forget what you said, a grid scoring system. So table. Table, table, table yeah. scoring system, um, which makes sense. I understand how it works, at least, even if it's anticlimactic, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but then what's not anticlimactic is that the top four of all of these places in Europe come together in the Champions League and play in a tournament style which sounds like it's the bee's knees. Um, <laughs> Quite so, frankly, it is the yeah. bee's knees. <laughs> and 
honestly, for me as a new soccer watcher, hopefully, um, the rest of it, I probably am not going to really need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I now I understand that there's other under teams and that there's leagues within each country. So there's a lot of chances for teams to develop and all that. Yeah. Yeah. that that's the synopsis I got. I think. I think the most important thing for a new soccer fan is to be familiar with um, your league. So if you like Tottenham, because you had an experience where you saw a Tottenham game live, so you might be a Tottenham fan. Uh, be familiar with the Premier League and the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So you only have two things to really worry about. Mm-hmm. And then as you go on in your fandom, you'll pick up the FA Cup. Um, and Tottenham won't win that because they don't win anything. <laughs> Um, hot Spurs, Hot yeah. Spurs. They've uh, they have no trophies with their whole history, right? Uh, it's a long time. It's, it's been, a long been a long time. I dare you to walk into London and start saying that shit. You're gonna get roughed <laughs> up, bro. Yeah, seriously. But take consideration into what you're watching when you're watching it. So you'll know when you're watching a Premier League game because it's advertised as such. But you know when you're watching an FA Cup game, you might see Arsenal play Tottenham. And you might not know that off the top of your head. So, I mean, I think it's just important to distinguish between those. I have something to say with that. And I think an important thing for people, I think Mike kind of just hit it, is I think the best way to get into the sport after the World Cup is find a team and a, a league and then a team that you want to follow and start from there. Just even start with just the league games. Find when your team's on, try to watch the games. And as you begin to, you know, start having a connection with that team, everything else kind of falls into place. You'll start to understand, oh, we're playing this team today, but it's a different competition. Yeah. You'll start to follow it. It'll start to make sense. And then all the other things like transfers and different competitions will fall into place. But I think the main thing is, you know, pick a team is the easiest way. If you find a team that you want to follow, it makes it easier for you to just look up, oh, I'm going to look up what the Tottenham games are today yep. and they're playing this. And it's easy to start that way. And another thing with that, which is why something I don't think we answered, which is why the Premier League tends to be the most popular league in the U.S. is it's actually the easiest league to follow in terms of being on TV. Yeah. Because the Premier League has an agreement with NBC where they show games every single week. Right. So that was going to be my next question is like, I am probably not going to go out of my way to look up to see when a team is on. But where might I catch them, or when might I catch them? So and, you, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say weekend mornings. So before football on Sundays is a great time to watch soccer. So while you're waiting, 10 a.m. there's usually a game on every weekend. Uh, aside from when there's an yeah. international break like there is this weekend. So next weekend there are some great games on Sunday morning. And Saturday, Saturday and Sunday are your main days to watch the games. Yeah. And the Champions League is actually midweek, around 2:45 on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Um. Which we could send you to times for that because uh, if you're looking to actually see the best, I would I've I said this before and I'd argue it again is if you want to see the best soccer played, the Champions League is better soccer played than the World Cup because these are players that play together every single day in training, and they're the best of the best. Yeah. So if you're watching Barcelona play Real Madrid or Barcelona play Juventus, you're seeing the best players in the world training with each other day in day out in a mix. So you're getting the best Brazilians, the best Argentines, the best Germans, the best English players yeah. all playing together. And that's a good place to really start. Just when you see those games, it makes it really easy to get into the sport yeah. is what I think. One thought 
I mean, maybe on your podcast, maybe you do this and I haven't picked up on it, but give a shout out to say big games coming on Tuesday night, Wednesday and this, and just say like, and where we can watch them. That's actually a really good idea. That's something we haven't done. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with the champions league starting, we can do that more, which is say, you know, here's where it's going to, this game is going to be on. We have United's playing whoever they're playing into Milan. And this is the time and date of when to watch them. I think that's actually a really good idea. Something we can maybe throw in like, I got ten on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we always do give our predictions. We do give our predictions. That's true. That's yeah, which we do is try important. to give our predictions. Yeah. Very good point. All right. We've had some big. We've hit some good ones. We've yeah. called some upsets. So. I still think my proudest prediction was the Iceland tie with Argentina, Argentina. Well, because I, that was a shocker. The Mexico versus Germany. Yeah, you called Lozano. that one. So those are those are yeah. two pretty good ones. Yeah. So Brad, I think what we're left with is you picking a team. No, it, it's got to be Hotspurs. I went to a game. Uh, what? How, that's. I mean, yeah. I went to a game when I was in England, and they played Liverpool. I forget. Oh wow, you saw Tottenham Liverpool. Holy shit! Game sixty pound for the ticket. So cheap. No, that's cheap. But not when I went. I Try went going like to five a Patriots game. Ago. Try going to a Patriots game. Two hundred dollars. Sixty pounds is one hundred and twenty. No way. Back it's when not I double. went. Back when, when I went, went if he went a few years ago. I went in two thousand twelve. He bro. went pre Brexit. The pound value. Uh, well, higher. well different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going back just so I can go to a game for like pennies on the dollar. I yeah, think. seriously. So it's it's got to be hot spurs. I also went to an AC Milan game. I don't remember. Oh, that's awesome. I don't. I couldn't tell you who they played. There, I think it was a trash game because <laughs> the stadium was empty. Yeah. And there was a big player who was on the team when I was there. This is two thousand twelve. Ibrahimovic. No. That, that it was like a name I actually knew, not that. <laughs> not that. Not Ronaldinho, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it might have been him. It was like a big, big name. That he was, he that was hurt. Was maybe that AC Milan team, maybe. I'm not sure. Might even be a Kaká reference. Robinho, maybe, too. Yeah, Robinho. Hashtag. Some Brazilian dude, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably a Brazilian, yeah. most likely. But, uh, all right, so you picked Tottenham. So Tottenham's next game is probably one of the bigger games of the season. Yeah. It's Tottenham-Liverpool, the game okay. that you watched live. Oh, let's fucking go, Hot Spurs. <laughs> Bad news? It's on 7.30 in the morning. On Saturday. Oh, I'm always up. I doesn't oh, all right. All right. 7.30. So up early. It's on NBC Sports, most likely. Yes. Do you have Verizon Fios? Yes, but not cable. I just have it for internet. So I'll have to be looking into that. Yeah. There's, there's Different always ways. Different ways to do it. That's all I I'm going to hook you up. <laughs> I'm going to hook you up with a streaming service. Um, now we're talking. Yeah, see? You, you come on the show, you get a lot of good things. You throw a us a perks. few compliments. Yes. We give you a few things. Exactly. But I hope that we answered... Some of the burning questions for those of us who are looking to get into soccer, who are soccerly challenged. Brad, do you have any more questions for us? Anything that comes to your mind? No, no, that was a very good synopsis. I'm glad I got to ask my questions because um, I had no chance otherwise. <laughs> and I, unsolicited plug, I do listen to a lot of podcasts because I have a long ass commute, and you guys are actually pretty entertaining. And I don't even like soccer. But the, the World Cup was fire. The World Cup coverage was fire. So maybe if I'm getting into the other stuff, I'm sure the other stuff is fire too. Get in, baby. Get Thank in the you. Premier League. It's the best league in the world. Yeah. It will. I, I tell you, the sport, if you start watching the games, the sport will pull you in. It's yeah. what it did for Mike and I. It's done for a lot of people. And it's a growing, it is a growing sport every day in this country. So get ride the wave before everybody else is on That's it. That's right. So. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, I think. Let me do. But can I? Can I do the plugs? Yeah, can I, do I was just plugs? gonna say. I think that's right. the end. Jimmy's gonna do the plugs. All right. Twitter, Instagram at soccer mostly, and email at us at mostlysoccershow at gmail dot com. God, he's so good. Please, at that. please remember five star review on Apple Podcasts. 
Send us a tweet or an email letting us know you left it. Get a chance to win a free shirt. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bon voyage.